0: Escape.com promo code bubble.
1: Hello.
2: Welcome to the Anna Hummel show. Just now getting started. Happy Friday. I need this Friday more than I usually do. I Feel. Feel. Pretty drained, but also somewhat rested. I've been sleeping well, which is good. Unusual, but good. Not that I sleep poorly. Thankfully, I I can sleep, and because my body is still sensitive to things like Xanax, in the event that I do need some help, um, I'm able to get it, which I like. And, you know, Xanax single-handedly really... I mean, I talk a lot of shit on Big Pharma. Not a fan, just in general. But sometimes they make some great products, and you got to give credit where credit is due. So um, it's it's a nice tool to have in my back pocket. I was planning this big uh, cherry popping of Ambien, but after speaking with Brian from Philly, he kind of freaked me out about it. So, uh, we're just gonna put that on the back burner and just stick with what I know for now. And if I feel like I want to do a little experimentation with ambient at a later date, um, we can do that. We can do that, but not not right now. Been doing a lot of jujitsu, you know. Despite the fact that I don't know anything about sports, I feel like I play the most sports of anyone here, which is ironic. I wonder if those two things are inversely related. Maybe not. But it seems like the people that I know that are like the most involved, well, maybe it's because they're involved in their own sports and their own thing that they don't have time to be consumed with with other sports, the sports of the the people, of the masses. Um, But been doing a lot of jujitsu and been taking private lessons with the one and only Rob Kahn, which is insane. And thank you to Scout and Big Gulp for kind of getting that uh, that party started. <clears throat> uh, they were kind enough. And then I, I think I opened their gift to bubble 199 uh, during BARP weekend this last year. Well, it was technically this year, but for BARP last year. And Rob and I connected, started taking a couple lessons. And then I was like, "That yeah, okay, I did my chair. Like, that's it. I certainly can't. Like, uh, afford you properly for what you truly are worth. And I was, and I'm like, cool, I got my two lessons, great. And Rob was like, no, what are you talking about? And I'm like, uh I I can't afford like what I don't even want to ask what y- you charge per hour, but I assume it's it's not something that I can afford on a bi weekly basis. And he's like, Oh no, you're your bub army, it's all good. I'm like, what the fuck? So I've been I've been meeting with Rob and it's probably about we do fifty percent percent jujitsu, fifty percent talk about life, liberty, and the Bubba Army. So we have a lot in common, which is nice. Um uh, he's a he's a half breed, he's a, he's a half Jew. But was raised, I think, Jewish. And also was an atheist. So I'm like, well, well, what do you know? Well, that's fantastic. So he he loves hearing about Bubba and the Bubba army and what's going on. And hopefully we can get him on the show soon. Cause not only is he just a, one of the best in the game and just revered at my gym as, you know, the the grand the granddad of of the the whole of the whole gym because Matt got his black belt through Rob Khan who was I think the first American to get his black belt uh, through Gracie so legacy means something in jiu jitsu which is nice it's nice to be a part of something that still values tradition and respect and um there's just there's a hierarchy but not based on anything other than time spent reps and and skill and commitment so it, it's it's nice to be a part of something and i feel like and, and maybe I said this before, but I haven't found anything that, and I am an atheist and I'll probably always be one. And if I'm not, I'm probably not of sound mind. I've lost my marbles. But when you, when you leave something like a church and it wasn't a horrible experience, like for me, I had a, I had a great time at synagogue. It was, it was great. I felt a sense of community that you really just don't get anywhere else. You know, you're just not going to get that same vibe from like a book club or a crossfit maybe i don't know i it just y- y- your your shared values are something that's hard to kind of oh shit brian from philly 20 dollars on the super chat thank you so much it's it's hard that's the one thing that like religions got on everything else is this sense of community that's hard to replicate to the core you know, like maybe like I you meet up with the girls for brunch or you, you meet the book club or, you know, my dad's in a ukulele club. It just you don't really get that that deep sense of community like you do from religion. And I know this because I was raised in a in a religious. I mean, I say that like it was like diet religion. It really wasn't forced down my throat, but I rebelled like it did. It was weird. I was just like, this is all a lie. And I would like, all hey, don't go anymore or whatever. So I I really haven't found anything that resembles the community that you feel when you're a part of something like a church or or a synagogue or something like that. But I got to say, this this is pretty close. It's pretty close, jujitsu. I like the fact that it's family oriented, even though I don't have one. I mean, I have a family, but I don't have I don't have the children. And it's it's really cool to see kids and their parents, and everyone's doing jujitsu, and it's just a big community feel. You you get to know these people on somewhat of a really deep level when you see them three, four times a week, every week for sometimes a decade, and you're really in the trenches together. You know, it's maybe not quite like a fraternity or like war, but you are really going through Hard things and learning things like being comfortable, being uncomfortable, staying calm under pressure, humiliation, a lot, at least for me, a lot of humiliation, sometimes shame um, and it going through, just going through with your team, with your cohort. So you you get close to these people pretty quickly. And then also the sport in and of itself, which is kind of a unique thing about jujitsu, is it's really intimate. Like really, it's like, hi, what's your name? Oh, your balls are in my face. Like crazy. This isn't, oh, you Oh, you just touched my, you know, you poked my boob back. That's cool. Hey, I'm not going to, I'm in a gi, so it's fine. No one's going to call the cops on you or anything. So you, you just feel this deep sense of community with these people and they know what you're going through. They know what it feels like when someone, you know, does the, what time is it gripped to your face? And that level of just sheer pain. Of of fear when you're just getting swept over your uh, and you got no arms like there's times where I'm literally flying in the air because someone just grab my arms and they and I'm somewhat standing and they just kick my hips and I just I do like a I tumble over them and um I just I, all I think is just tuck your neck and use your feet to land but it's frightening and sometimes people see this happen they laugh at you whatever the case may be they don't really laugh maybe a little bit when it's funny but. It's, um, it is, it is truly something special. And I've been taking these lessons from Robcon, which of course activates my Jew guilt as grateful, like grateful and guilt is like with the Jewish person with my level of neuroses is such a fine line where you're so grateful. You're grateful. You give me a little too much. Now I feel guilty. Now I don't want it anymore. I give it, get it away from me. I feel guilty. I feel indebted to you. I hate the feeling of feeling indebted to people you know I can't just even with the Bubba Army when you guys give and give and I'm just like oh my god oh my god stop but don't stop because it's you know food on the table for me but I just feel guilty and I don't even though I haven't been to synagogue in almost two decades just the guilt is just in my blood where I just I'm like ah it's too much you're so kind and especially when I don't feel like I have anything to reciprocate We're here I do a little bit, you know, you guys tune in, I give you, offer you a distraction or whatever throughout the day. You get to know me. Some of you like me. Most of you hate me, but it gives you something to think about other than your own shitty life. So you're welcome for that. But when it comes to things like with Rob Kahn, who's like doing this pro bono, I'm just like, ah, what can I, am I gonna have to bake you brownies every day? Like, I don't know. I want to get rid of this guilt. But sometimes you just have to tell yourself just accept it and and say thank you and be grateful and, you know, tell them every single time that you don't have to do this. There's no expectation. No one's going to think you're an asshole if you decide I would rather spend my time with a paying customer. So there's that aspect. And also I'm like not competing. So it's like, oh, my God, what a brilliant mind is spent on some like schlub like me who is just wants to learn something new you know i'm not gonna be in the ufc i'm not i don't even want to compete at all zero percent um it terrifies me because i feel like when people compete in uh at least jujitsu any anything like that where it's it's there's combative whatever it's um it, you, you treat it like you treat a porta potty, if that makes sense. And let me explain. So like in a, in a bathroom that's your own or a bathroom that you frequent, you make sure you clean up afterwards. You you make sure that everything's maybe wiped down or that it's just well manicured because A, maybe it's a shared space like at work or it's your home space and you don't want it to be disgusting But when you go into a porta potty that you're never going to see or be in again, you, you know, I mean, some people like they shit on the wall. Um, There's excrement in places that uh, defies the laws of physics. You're like, how did that get up there? I don't know. There's jizz everywhere. It's it's disgusting. It's insane. How did that happen? And I feel like that's how you get treated. And again, I don't know this for a fact because I have never done a jujitsu competition, but I imagine that when you don't have to train, like if I were to hurt somebody in my class, I have to see them every day coming in with a sling or knowing they're not there because I hurt them doing something dumb. But in a jujitsu match, you rarely compete against people from your own gym. So you can just treat that other person like a porta potty, just fucking break their arm, not go slow, just be an asshole. And then whatever, dude. Never gonna see him again. I don't have to see you with your fucked up knee, every, you know, three times a week limping around. So out of sight, out of mind. I don't care. So that's a, one of the reasons. Well, the main reason why I don't want to compete. Oh shit! Neil Mount, Pleasure, $19.99. A bitch. A one. Rob Wagner, twenty dollars. Intermittent fasting. Oh, I'm so glad that it is working so well for so many people. I got an email yesterday. And I get messages all the time from people um, and it makes me really happy. I'm not going to talk about it endlessly. It is a big part of my life. I'm trying to learn as much as I can about it because I feel like on some level, maybe I was slightly misinformed about some things. But listen, it's working. I think it mostly has to do with caloric restriction is what I'm learning. Maybe the magic of the insulin deal wasn't as... Aggressive as I thought is, is what I'm kind of learning. Um, but it's it's working, and I think. And I was listening to some for those that know who Peter Atia is, who are in the longevity game as much as I am. I'm sure that's um zero of you, but I. If if you're at all interested in anything health, metabolism, exercise, nutrition related, I highly recommend Peter Atia. He is phenomenal. He's the best in the game. Um, I. It, he has this just this demeanor about him where i just trust him like i trust that he's done his due diligence he was uh, a resident surgeon and also done just like crazy shit he, like went to be he was a surgeon and now he, i think he has this lab where he works with people obviously to improve their health and and longevity he's in the health space lifespan all that sort of stuff he's fantastic I listened to him a lot and he was talking about fasting yesterday because obviously and he said something interesting about fasting, which is that if when you do an extended fast, you know, and it doesn't have to be um, that long, but even if you just say more than a day, two days, maybe just you going through that and learning to sit with your discomfort or just knowing that you can get through a few days and you're not going to die like just knowing that and even though you know it upstairs, right? Like I know I could go 5 days without food. But you don't really emotionally know that. Like it doesn't connect emotionally until you do it. I'm not saying you have to do 5 days, but for me too, right? I couldn't even go 12 hours before I started working here. So, once you start pushing it, and I'm not I I am not suggesting you do extended fast frequently all the time. I'm not suggesting that I'm not I'm barely educated in it I have a bachelor's and and I'm just a grad school dropout so please don't listen to me but just when you do something that kind of pushes your limits a little bit or your comfort zone I should say just knowing that you were able to do it it kind of puts your mind at ease a little bit so in the event you know say you'd go three day you do a three-day fast water only fast right then A month later, when you're pretty hungry and you have to wait a few hours for lunch, you're like, well, shit, I did a 72-hour fast. I know I can wait three more hours. Like, knowing that gives you peace of mind. I don't know. It's just, it's good to push yourself, I think. But in that same breath, I'm fucking done pushing myself because I feel like I've just been on a kick of torturing myself lately. Whether it comes to getting in a cold plunge the VO2 Max, those by far were, the, I didn't like either of those, to be honest with you. Uh the VO2 Max thing, I, I for some reason, I thought I would have done better. I thought I was going to get more time to, like, warm up. Um, it was a great experience, and I was totally nerding out, which was awesome, just bombarding this poor little Lithuanian doctor with questions. But he seemed to be um, pretty excited to have me there and, and didn't mind that I was just going off nerding out looking at all the equipment asking all the questions so um but i but i think i need to take a a break from that i'm just i'm i'm exhausted after i was done with that i'm like okay we're done no more scans for a while no more the excessive blood tests no more cold plunge no more vo2 max let's just try to chill and maintain i'm healthy i know i'm healthy everything's been verified and i can just kind of Sit and chill a little bit. 813-90-BUBBA, if you'd like to call in and contribute to the conversation. Um, I did, there was a moment yesterday where I was watching, it wasn't even a kid's class, but I was I was waiting for Rob to start the private, and there's like a, at GTS, Gracie Tampa South, they offer like a, it's not like daycare, but kind of like after school program, you see a bunch of kids in their school uniforms, and they are just fucking going wild, wild, just running around. They have balls; they're just on the match, just like up and down, up and down, up and down, um, going crazy. There are probably about thirty of them, and uh, they're playing music. They're they got balls. They, they, it's funny because even at such a young age. You know, and I like observing people. I think people are pretty interesting, even little people, little humans. And you just see the girls and they're doing stuff that's different from the boys. They're doing they're making up dances. They're choreographing dances and shit. And I know that because I did that. They're doing the splits or, you know, think they're doing the splits, doing like cheerleading shit. They're not cheerleaders. And the little boys are just running around with the ball, throwing them at each other's heads, just going crazy, going wild. And I'm just like, wow, this is just a, a sight to be seen. And then the uh, Baja Men song came on, Who Let the Dogs Out? And which was funny because like, and it it had just like, it just started, like the song just started. And I'm like, no way these kids know this song. And immediately 30 kids just started barking. They were just arr, 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 like before the song even got to the part where they bark they were barking and i was like wow okay well that's cool that this sto- the this song is still relevant even with Z- gen i don't know iphone 12 i don't know what this it, they're 5 years old so but they know the fucking song they've heard it before they started barking and um i'm just sitting there and i'm so entertained like i wasn't try- i wasn't even like looking at my phone i was so engaged in what these kids were doing you know, and I'm looking at like the, the, the power dynamic, like how is this all unfolding? Like kids are pretty good. There's pretty good insight into I mean, they've been socialized somewhat, obviously, because they go to school and they have friends. But they're all, they're like a more truer sense of what it like what it means to be a human is like you look at a little kid and the younger they are, the better it seems. You know, you look at a, a two year old, they're like, they don't want to use utensils they don't think about other people. They're they're thinking about number 1. And number 1, they just, mine, give it to me, move like just demanding kind of shitty. And uh, oh, Kevin O'Keefe, what's going on man? 1999. Thank you so much on the super chat. Very much appreciate it. Don't make me feel too grateful. I will feel guilty. But I was watching the, this um these kids play just barking the song. And there was, like, this big, bigger kid, one of the older ones. And by older, I mean, like, maybe eight or nine. And he's lying on the ground uh, doing uh, snow angels on the mat. And this, like, this little kid just gets on his back. He was belly down, actually. Gets on his back and just starts, like, surfing him, I guess, is the best way to describe what was happening. And, like, wouldn't get off. He was just, like, surfing this kid and not that it mattered to me but because of how i've been socialized especially in the last fucking couple of years is like the big kid on the bottom was a white kid and the kid that jumped on his back was just was a little black kid he was maybe like four now i feel like at that age they're like they don't they're not even registering it they don't even care so you know the the big white kid is like dude Get off my back. You're surfing me. I can't, I can't oh, Mike Thurman, love the jujitsu. $49.99. Stop it, guys. Don't stop. Keep going. Um and so this 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 white kid is getting a uh, body surfed by this this little black kid. And um he's had quite enough, it seems. So he gets the kid off of him. He does this move almost like you would change a baby's diaper where he takes the kid, the kid's on his back now. He takes his feet, he puts it over his head, okay? So his ass is just exposed. And he then decides, okay, well I'm so big, I could I could I could hold both of his feet with one hand. So he pins this kid's feet to his face, essentially. And then with the other hand, just starts pummeling him in the nuts. And I'm looking at this and I'm just fucking laughing. And then there's like one of the coaches comes out, he's like, all ah, right, Lucas, get your ass. Like it starts screaming at him. I'm just fucking laughing. And what was so beautiful in that moment, because it was just a kid being shitty, you know, but in my mind, I'm like, yo, you better cut that out because that is a hate crime right there. You know, in my mind, I'm like black on white. It's just kids being kids, man. And that and so this kid gets in trouble because he was punching this other kid in the nuts. Can't he can't do that. And I it was obviously there's a lot of reflection in terms of, you know, having children of my own, which is not the plan. We go, huh, is this something I would like to be a part of? And it's like, no, probably not. Probably fucking
3: not. Hello. Who's this? I called in last Friday to ask you about Colorado Springs before I flew out there. And you sniped me!
2: Well, I had to because I, unfortunately, yeah, I talked know. too long the week before. And Brian from Philly had donated $100 to snipe your ass. So I do yeah. apologize.
3: Well, we don't we don't have long this conversation because he's probably going to do it again. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Colorado Springs was the, the views were nice. The food was amazing. But that whole town is a shit hole.
2: I never made it to the downtown area Is that
3: there's so many homeless people, it's unbelievable. Well, that's like Denver, yeah. Yeah, it it was it was bad. Um, but I had fun out there, I got the party with the dropout king, so
2: that's fantastic. And did you go out there specifically to go to that show?
3: Yeah. Really? Yeah, I I flew I flew out on Saturday. Okay. And the show is Sunday, and then I came back Monday.
2: That's insane. And you went by
3: yourself? yeah, I couldn't—any no, of my friends that could afford to go couldn't get off work, and any of the ones that could get off work can, couldn't afford to go.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had so, a good time. Yeah, I mean, I that just, was super cool. I
3: just went by myself.
2: All right. and But but Colorado Springs is a shithole. I didn't know that. I just went to the Pikes yeah, Peak deal is, you explore, in the like, Garden of, of the Gods. Too.
3: Okay. Yeah, I did that. It was, was it too d- windy. We couldn't—
2: I was going to ask if it was snowing.
3: the—no, the, no, no. no um, it was— um, I was able to get 11,000 feet out, but they had the last, what is it, Nine, seven or nine miles or whatever. Um, they have that Blocked close, because the winds were above 50 miles an hour.
2: Brian Favilli gives $5. He said no snipe today. So we're, we'll still give the warning, <laughs> but we'll allow you to talk some more. Well, that's cool. Uh, I can't believe well, you went out there for a show.
3: Yeah. Um, that was the closest they were coming with Hannaby. Because I wanted to see Hannaby as well, which is the headliner.
2: I don't know what so, Hannaby is.
3: Hannaby was the, was the, when Dropout Kings was there, there was that Japanese female metal band. Oh, that like, I don't, that's yeah, right. He played like a minute and a half of one of them. I got songs. you. Um, they were the headliners. So they were working their way from like New York to, to L.A., like going diagonal across the U.S. So they weren't coming anywhere close to Florida.
4: Right.
3: And Colorado Springs was the closest place they were, they were that I could easily get plane tickets to mm. with the Dropout Kings. I wanted to see both of them.
2: Well, I'm glad it was a great so. show. It looked like you got a party with the band, and that was cool. How many people were at the show, roughly?
3: Um, I, it was a small venue, maybe 300 to 400. Okay.
2: Sometimes yeah, those are it, the best it, shows it where it's like kind of intimate. It
3: wasn't like an arena or, or an amphitheater or anything. It was like yeah. it was like a small little metal bar that was two miles away from downtown Springs.
4: Mm.
0: Good.
3: It's called Black Sheep if you want to look up pictures of it. The bar name is called Black Sheep. Okay. But
0: it is a pretty cool place. Nice. Um, all right, well, I'm around
3: too long. Brian from Philly. Thank you, buddy.
2: <laughs> he allowed you to, to talk today. All right, have a good one, man. Have a great weekend. Eight one three ninety Bubba. When I got my VO two Max tested, um, it had been the first time I'd been on a college campus in, in a long time. And I had a backpack on, so I kind of like, I don't I didn't like look like a student, but like kind of like I was there for for learning or academic purposes. And holy fucking shit, I feel like at this age, I'm 36 for for reference, you you're on the precipice of. I'm on the precipice of something, I don't know what it is, but I used to feel like if I went on a college campus, like I could blend better um, but maybe I'm just, I, I am old. I'm fucking, and again, I know a lot of people are older than me and da 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 whatever. But there's a certain point I feel like, especially as a female, where you're like, can I pull this off? Like in my mind, I'm like, I'm young. Like I do everything I did when I was in my twenties. Nothing's really changed in that regard in terms of like, I don't have limited mobility or, and I, but I understand that how senescence work and I, because I'm in pretty good shape and I not for any genetic reasons, but I just try hard and I like to stay active. But you don't really, like, notice the changes very much. So it's not like, oh, in my 20s I was a world-class gymnast and now I'm fucking fat as shit and I don't do anything. That's not the case in my life. So I still feel pretty young and, you know, somewhat virile, but... When I was on the campus and I felt like I like, was playing a student with my little backpack and running around, da-da-da, but the feeling of, like, look, i am like, I'm sticking out now. I look—I look old. And when I went into the lab that I—and I got lost for a good half hour because I went to every fucking wrong building because every person I asked where to go sent me to the wrong place. So I was just hopping around— the University of Tampa, in all the wrong places, and then finally get into the right place, and I walk into this lab, and it's just a bunch of kids that are probably between 18 and 20, 21 maybe, and I'm like, wow, okay, yep, it's different now. It feels different because if you were to ask me, like, how old do you feel? I'm like, fuck, I'm 20s. I feel young. But then when you actually interact with people in their 20s, especially, like, early 20s, I'm like, oh, whoa, we're on different... We're on different fucking planets. Not that I mind it. It's like I don't I don't have the same interests as I did when I was that age. But it's just, it feels sad. Like I feel like I'm just like waving goodbye to my youth. Not that you even want to do the same things you did when you were young. I don't know. Am I alone in this where I'm like missing? I feel like I, I often, and it's been more and more frequent lately where I'm like really reminiscing and maybe it's because I've I've entered a different time in my life where I it very much resemble someone that is dare I say middle-aged you know live in the suburb well lately I've been living in a penthouse condo but I typically live in the burbs you know I don't go out to bars hardly ever unless it's unless it's brunch. And even then I'm like, I'd rather just fucking, you know, be at someone's house, hanging out, getting drunk there. So my, obviously my interests are changing, but it's like, I'm, I miss like loving something that much. And I don't mean like a person or anything, but I used to like, so look forward, maybe like how you, you people listening, love the, the football games, like the level of excitement that you get prior to watching your favorite team play whatever game, that level of excitement I feel I had when it came to going out, not every time, but a lot of times like if I hadn't gone out in a, in a while, which would have been maybe a couple of weeks, I would get so fucking amped and the getting ready process and like going to the gym beforehand and not that I would do, like, mini diets or cuts, but, you know, like, the, the, a few days before, I'd, like, really try to dial it in just to feel good. I know I didn't really look that different, but, you know, you try to dial it in. You've got your outfit all picked out. You're, you're, like, just so fucking excited to go downtown. I don't know. I And it was something that I could always rely on that would give me that sense of excitement, like, almost every time. Almost every time. I mean, when I was going out in college, I mean, that... I mean maybe not because it was three times a week full on for four years. It was it was a bit much, some would say. But when I entered post college life, every time I went out, I was so fucking excited just to to be out, to be dancing, to like feel and look good and all that sort of stuff. And now it's a chore. So I'm like, fuck, is there anything that's gonna get me like that level? of excitement anymore. I don't know. And it's like, why am I missing something I don't even want to relive? Like, this is just weird. What is going on? 813-90-BUBBA. So I, I don't know what it is, and I don't want to be so focused on, like, missing that part of my life that when I enter a new stage of life that I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have lived more in the present in my 30s doing all that stuff, because now I, you know... As you get older, I know things change. You get let I don't want to say less mobile. I still want to be mobile, but you're just not going to have, you know, I-, I hear people in their 50s talk and people who are in great shape in their 50s talk and they're just like, it's just not the same as it was in my 20s and 30s. I'm like, oh shit, I'm still maybe in the, the tailor end of my prime when it comes to my physical ability. Probably not. But so anyways, that just goes to say that i I, I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know what, why I'm I'm missing something I don't even really want anymore, and I wish that certain things still brought me the same level of joy, but they don't. I think a lot of it has to do well a few things. Age is obviously number one, but you know, being in a relationship, it just it it just ain't it ain't the same because when you were single, not that I was going out blasting dudes all the time, I certainly was not, but there was always like the potential you could meet somebody, right? Like it was the excitement of like maybe I meet someone tonight or you have like a flirtatious exchange or I mean the best, the best, especially when I was like, you know, in my, in my early to mid twenties was probably at my hottest. I was just, maybe you meet somebody and they're like, Hey, come up to our table. Like, I'm like, "Fuck!" I mean, you guys know how much I love free shit, you know? And, and, and to be at someone's table and they're just like feeding you free shit. And you see these other assholes paying 20 bucks for a drink or, you know, 35, 40 bucks for a round. I'm like, no, we don't do that sort of shit. So I don't know, just a different phase of life. But I've been thinking about it a lot lately, you know, and it is kind of odd when you hear you're in Walgreens, maybe. And a song comes on that used to be like your foot, like little John comes on, something comes on, maybe black eyed peas. I'm like, man. I get, like go out to this song, get fucking wild to this song. And now it's like adult contemporary. I'm like, what the fuck is going Why is Little John like background, you know, Magic 94.9 shit? I don't, I don't want it to be like that. I want these to be the hits. But they're not the hits. Now they're the oldies. And that makes me sad. Uh, hello, who's this? Brian from Brevard. Brian from Brevard. What's going on, man?
5: Not much. Hey, I called uh, a couple of months ago, give or take, and you were gonna dabble in uh, Ambien. Did you uh did you jump on that jump off that clip? No, it's did you take any Ambien or no?
2: It's funny you, you mentioned that right at the opening of the show of this show, I talked about how I have not, because I was convinced otherwise by one Brian from Philly. Okay. Oh well, Henry Brian from Brevard. Yamak. Marco, it's just Henry, buddy. It's uh, twenty bucks. Thank you, to, thank you so much, Henry. Appreciate you. Um, I'm sorry. You, go on.
5: No, that's okay. No, I understand the concept of the show. Um, yeah, I, and I also tried to. So you didn't. You haven't taken any ambient, and I tried to call. I think it was last week or sometime before when you had this flat earther guy on.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, my gosh, my dad was I super was
4: mad about. My
5: that. Head, are, are there people that really think that the Earth is flat, and they ought to be in some type of a medical facility? 'Cause those are the people that go nuts.
2: You know I don't know, man. I get Come it. Come on. That's
5: like talking to somebody that says that they can, you know, see ghosts walking around. Well, I'm, here's
2: I'm the, a lot of a people drunk believe drunk in ghosts. Them. Here's the thing. I'm not I'm less <laughs> interested in that he's a flat earther and more interested into how he got there. You know, my dad got my dad got real mad. He's like, get this guy. My dad is Bubba. Get this guy off the air, this fucking asshole. I'm like, Dad, we have this conversation all the time about just letting people talk, even if you don't agree with them or you think they're fucking crazy. Like this guy who called into the show isn't changing any minds and hearts. Like, it's not like you were a staunch sphere earther. And then all of a sudden this guy calls in and you're like, oh, my God, I'm throwing that all out the window. This guy knows what's up you know let people talk if they want to spew racist shit let them talk if they want to spew misogynistic shit let them talk like who who fucking cares but um yeah. i would i'm more interested in tell like how he got there you know what were the series of events and i and i know i don't know how much of that conversation you heard but i was like well what about all the of evidence it. of of showing us that it it is spherical in shape and he's like oh it's all fake i'm like oh, okay okay fair enough <laughs> You know, because you go, well, there's lots of evidence suggesting it is somewhat round in nature. And he goes, no, it's it's all fake. And I go, okay. Like, that's how that guy got there. But he got there through a series of just being fucking lied to. You know, it's the same trauma you bring moment. to a new relationship where... You know what I mean? Like you, you've been lied to, cheated to, uh, cheated on and, and, and lied to and abandoned by your partner. So you're the next when you try to go out and date, you just assume everyone's lying and cheating on you and it, it fucks with your mind. And it's the same sort of thing with the government where you just been lied to and lied to and lied to and cheated on. And then you come to the next relationship and you're like, you're kind of fucked up a little bit can't blame that guy for well, believing in the fa- flat I earth. Something,
5: I mean, I, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall at one of their conventions. Cause I know he was telling you like some website to go to and yeah. they all talk,
2: they all get together. And uh, I mean, Oh, uh, I mean, you don't even dramatic. have to be a fly on the wall. You can just fucking go. <laughs> no, you worries. know, I mean, you have would, to pay for I don't it. I want to go
5: without being secretive. So, Brian
2: Philly, $5. Hey, man, I'm flat right. Arthur earthers are great in bed. He says <laughs> amazing.
5: All right, that's All good. I'm, I got to go through a checkpoint at the space center. I got to go. Oh, shit.
2: Okay. Thank you. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Yeah. I am fascinated, but when people, listen, I love a good conspiracy theory. I sure do. But sometimes, like, I think Carlos Mandingo gave me, like, there was a a snide remark, and fair enough, but uh, he called in about the vaccines being activated by that alarm that went off on Wednesday at 2.20 p.m. By the way, it it was a little early. But he was like, "Oh, it's going to activate the adrenaline." And in, in the, va-. I was like, "What?" And 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 here's the thing: like, maybe I shouldn't scoff at that. It seemed a bit silly. But again, when you've just been lied to over and over and over again by the powers that be, by your family, by whoever, you just you feel like you can't trust anybody or anything. But then it's like, also, that you can't just d- default to. You know, worst case scenario. Oh, Oprah caused the fires in Maui. I I don't. I feel like that one doesn't necessarily mean the other. But because it's like you got two points, right? You got the event that happened, and you got um, yeah, you got the event that happened. You got maybe like uh, the outcome, whatever. A bunch of rich people. You know, the the land goes back to the state or whatever. So you just just, you you start, you know, putting in the data points of like, oh, the fire, the the alarm was purposely not on. Uh, It was planted. It was arson. It was it was plant. You just start putting the data points in there so that you can come up with a a theory of or or not even a theory, but your idea of the truth of what happened, which is the conspiracy, you know, conspiracy. Sometimes there's conspiracy facts you know, just because it's a conspiracy doesn't mean it's false, but but it's just that there was like some conspiratorial elements involved where the story that came out isn't actually what happened. So for me, I mean, I don't believe anything really 100 percent like with intermittent fasting, even if I see it's fucking working, I'm like, that's a lot of evidence, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something in the... I don't know. I don't know. I'm always just cl- leave the door cracked open in the event that I'm wrong or that it my my knowledge gets updated or I learn more information. And that way, I'm really not married to any ideas. And I think that's a healthy way to kind of go through life. When it comes to most, if anything... Usually when I'm in a debate with someone, like a heated debate with someone on the air, you know, for added value, I might really go in hard. Like, I know, what the fuck, 100%, but I don't. You never do, you know? And then people talk about, oh, they know 100%, man, landed on the moon. It's like, no, you don't. Were you there? No. Um. Am I, I mean, I'm to the point where I don't think it happened. I think it was somewhat staged as a product of the... Space race with the Russians, but—or the Soviets, rather. But I don't know for sure. I I, I believe—I don't think Hitler killed himself. I'm also one of those people. So it—I try to look at it a case-by-case case basis of depending on what the issue's at hand. But I'm not just— There's like this pornography of like doubt where we just want to assume the worst all the time. And I think that that's also dangerous as well and can be just as dogmatic where you're just like, oh, this is what the media says. They're always wrong. 100 percent wrong. We have to look in the other direction, turn 180 degrees and there's the answer. I think that's also kind of dangerous as well, because you also just have this plug and play of, you know, expectations and assumptions. Because here it's it's the man who cried wolf, or the boy who cried wolf, rather. I don't know if he identifies as such anymore, but I'm sure most of you are familiar with the story where, you know, the government tells you something, and they lie, and they tell you something, and they lie, and they tell you something, and they lie. So anytime they try to tell you something, you're just like, you're a fucking liar. You lied to me so many fucking times. I don't believe anything you say. But as far as the, the vaccines with the with the ingredient that was somehow activated. I don't know. It seems a bit rich to me, but again, I don't know. And it's important to always end on that note. I think is when you're having a discussion with someone, you go,
0: listen, I don't know, but wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your 3-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. $45 upfront payment required. Equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first 3-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile
2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with bite And this is what I think. This is what I fucking think about what's going on. Do I know for sure? No. 813-90-BUBBA. Um, ooh, I did want to talk about this. Because I wonder if, if many of you feel the same way about certain people. But there's this, there's this girl at Jujitsu, right? and um i i don't like her i don't like her and i really can't even tell you why i don't know if there's people like that in your life where it's just a fucking gut feeling where you can't even really articulate what it is about like she, she does all the right things like she's she's cute she's like friendly but there's just something about it, and I remember I was having we were I was having kind of like a Yenta moment with one of my with one of my friends at Jitsu the other night. We talked probably for like 40 minutes after class about everything from the cartels and the weed business siphoning off water in Northern California and how they're feeding the dispensaries over there, whatever. We were talking about a lot of shit, and then we actually started talking about you know people at the gym and like what we think of them. Da da da, and. It, you, I feel like with and he's not like a new friend but with people you just got to go you know the circle of trust thing you know like you got to whenever you're about to talk shit you got to preface it with like listen I'm not trying to talk shit which everyone knows is code for you're about to talk some shit so it's one of those like hey I'm about to say some stuff that I would like just to be kept between us and that then it's not me really talking shit it's us having a discussion. You know, you got to you, you got to phrase it because then you don't want to be the person that's always running their mouth. You want to be the someone who is kind of like dragged into running their mouth. And I kind of was because he asked a question about people. He's like, oh, what do you think about, you know, so and so. And I go, I like look around. I'm like, do you want the honest truth? I'm not trying to talk shit. He goes, just us. I'm like, OK. So I I told him, I'm like, I don't like her and I don't know why, but something in my fucking gut, my intuition just goes off, and I'm like, I don't trust this bitch. I don't like spending time with this bitch. Um, and then I started to think about it. I'm like, okay, maybe there are a few reasons. And I think the it was, like, one bad experience. It, it's like when you... It's like food aversion, right? Like, if you have one bad experience with, like, peanut butter, maybe it's even your own fault. Like, my mom had this thing where... She, she was like starving one day and she went into, this is what like in her late teens, like went into the kitchen and like all she had was peanut butter. So she ate the whole jar and she got so sick and she hasn't had peanut butter in like 40 years. So it's kind of like that where just all you need is one bad experience to, to turn you off of someone forever. And maybe that's what I had. But I remember one day I was working with her. This was maybe like two years ago, like right when I started and we are doing technique, which means you're not going full throttle on anything. You're just trying out moves with minimal force, like not trying to go hard. You, the other person is supposed to be not a wet noodle, but it's supposed to be like your dummy. You know, like allow you to take the choke or the back or the arm, and they trust you enough where they think or hope you're not gonna just rip their fucking arm off because you're really not giving any sort of comparable resistance that you know you're just like take the arm they could easily break it if they're being a fucking asshole but you know you just hope that they're not because you're in this classroom together and you're gonna see this person and you know maybe they're even your friend well this fucking bitch i didn't know what an ezekiel choke was As far as I knew, Ezekiel was, I know there's some biblical reference, but I just thought it was bread. I was like, I just know Ezekiel bread. That's the only Ezekiel I know. So she's like, oh, let me show you the Ezekiel choke. And I'm like, okay. And most people, when they show me something, they go really slow. They're like, you're going to move your hand here. You're going to put your elbow here. You're going to put your knee here. Whatever the move is, this fucking bitch, man. She went so fucking hard in this choke. I mean, she basically like punched me in the throat, like with her fist, punched me in the fucking throat, not precisely, but essentially. And I mean, to the point where I had a sore throat, like from the outside for almost a week. You know, it, 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 like I could, it felt like my throat was. Like I had been coughing for a month straight, and I had like a sore throat. She gave me a sore throat for a week from like her demonstrating one move, uh, just like totally like really shitty stuff. So you know that happened, and then there's just like a few other times where I think she just like went like a little too rough, maybe. But then I'm like, am I just being a pussy? You know, I mean, the sport you're supposed to be oops. sports supposed to be kind of violent, so you know, maybe it's just me. But I just I don't know. And then I, I observe people a lot, you know, and every opportunity that this chick had to like get some male attention, like she takes it. So I go, I just, this bitch would sell out her friend to just get some dick or I don't know. It's just a fucking feeling where I'm like, that bitch is no good. Um, So it's really funny because, and then there were times where I'd always say hello to her and she'd like kind of brush me off or whatever maybe I do have a lot of reasons but it's been so long that I like kind of forgot about it but all I know is like every time I go in there and I see her I ignore her unless she comes up to me and then I'm like always like nice but she will you know I would try to talk to her or something and she would just kind of like brush me off or like not really acknowledge me and I'm like all right cool but now she's super friendly to me all the time so I don't know I don't know what her deal is but I'm wondering if, if any of you have ever just like not liked someone you're like I just don't know why I just don't fucking trust you it's there's like a sixth sense something's coming up you feel uneasy about them but you don't feel uneasy about them for no reason but it's like almost like your your gut is ahead of your brain where you're just like there's something i'm picking up on that you just don't seem trustworthy and i can't place it call in let me know eight one three ninety bubba hello who's this i'm uh, joe the supermark what's up joe the supermark the show would not be complete Until you call in. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. And I want to basically just sum up the whole week of brilliance and wisdom and fun and laughs and smiles all delivered by you once and Oh,
2: my God. Wow. Yes.
1: My coochie pink, my booty hole brown. My coochie
2: pink, my booty hole brown. Yes. Prophetic. Let
1: me ask you, are you you actually going to do that parody or not? Is that just conjecture?
2: Um. I didn't, I didn't know how serious they were. I mean, I, I didn't know if I had to do a parody. I was just planning on, I'm happy to perform the the song in its entirety, just as, karaoke style. Okay. Um Yeah. I'm not really a, a parody writer, so I didn't know if they wanted me to change the lyrics, but I think the lyrics are perfect just the way that they are. I think you would yeah. agree. Yeah, and, and,
1: and the fun in that was actually earlier in the day, like an hour or two before that, in the chat, I said, man, I'd really like to hear Anna Hummel take a crack at doing a parody song. Yeah. They were about Stanley doing his thing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking, man, if he just even did, you know, because Dr. Dan took a crack at it, baby faces, just freestyling it and doing some random stuff.
3: And mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I just like when you do stuff like the 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 soaking in the tub or the, you know, the running on the gimmick with the mm-hmm. mask on. Like all yeah. that stuff is just cool. So I can't wait to Thank see you. what you do next.
2: Thank so you. Yeah. Well, well,
1: getting back to the. Yeah, tell me. Tell me. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. Well, I, I want to tell you what you want to hear about these people that we feel like we there's just some easy uneasy feeling about
2: Yeah, you just feel no uneasy and you can't really place it
1: i want to tell you who i feel that way about it's every nurse that i've encountered at, since i've been in this whole hospital bed predicament and all that okay for some reason i had some really bad experiences in the hospital and the rehab facilities so now all the visiting nurses that come i just can't stand i just cringe as soon as they walk in as soon as they walk into my apartment I, i'm so angry I'm just on edge, and they're like tippy-toeing around and walking on eggshells, and I piss me off, Yeah, they always do. And and, and I'm going to tell you, this is what I wanted to tell you, but I don't know, you won't believe this, okay. but I'm going to tell you it, it's the Holy Spirit. That's what oh. it is. I know people say conscience, they say, oh, that's just my conscience. But to me, the almost sixth sense that you're talking about, that you feel, I believe that's God talking directly to me through the Holy Spirit, telling me who I can and can't trust. I know in advance I know so many things in advance, and you'll think I'm crazy, and everybody listening will think this guy's just a lunatic, mm. but realistically, God tells me things.
2: And Does God I'll talk to everybody?
1: That. God will talk to everybody, okay. but people just have to know how to listen. He's not going to talk to you in an outward well, way.
2: Well, maybe you should t- speak a little louder. Like,
1: hey, a Hummel, this is God. But why
2: not? Why fucking because, not? Why do I have to, like, not- read through... You know, read through the lines and try to listen carefully and the rustling of the trees.
1: It's not that that complicated. It's not that complicated. Okay. God will talk to you in a whisper, but you have to be, you have to know how to listen to him and you want to have to hear him. And when you do, you won't hear it as God. You'll hear it as just a thought in your head. Mm. But that thought in your head is coming from God. All All of my
2: thoughts are coming from God God, because that is disturbing. If God is having my thoughts, then we should not be worshiping God. Because I got some fucked up thoughts.
1: Well, I have the most fucked up thoughts of anybody. So your thoughts are those are God's thoughts?
2: Because that's probably disgusting.
1: Unfortunately, if God wants to use people how he wants to use them, if he wants to use me to be vulgar, crazy, insane, lunatic. Yeah. And that's how God's choosing to use me. And and I'm not going to go. Why does God need your help to do
2: anything if he's omnipotent, present, the other one?
1: Well, here's, here's here's the way I look at it. I believe that as, as people. Omnipotent. We are Excuse me. Front, well, omnipotent. <laughs> I'm the president, omniscient.
2: There we go. $2. So <laughs> Woo! Joe, you're crazy. That's why we love you. That's from Brian from Philly.
1: <laughs> I love Brian from Philly as well. He's mm-hmm. so tremendous. And his photographs. He is so tremendous. He puts on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, oh, a, a fellow, fellow intermittent faster. Ever. Yeah, and it's, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I had to intermittent fast for more than 24 hours over the past two days because I haven't had nobody here. I had no PCA show up yesterday whatsoever. So I was here 24 hours straight myself with no food, and, and I did it. And it yeah, was cool. you're fine. Like, you know, I, like y'all were saying, you don't even feel like you even want to eat after a while, but you just know you have to Yeah. so you can start your next fast. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I got you.
1: So we're all over the road here. I, I don't know. I just pulled over. So, that's where I'm just gonna stop unless you got something for me.
2: I thought you you were gonna tell me about God whispering.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So he'll uh, please. So he'll speak to you in a whisper, and if you know when to listen, mm. I hear everything he says. I am in constant contact with God. As soon as I wake up, even when I'm sleeping, I'm still thanking him, thanking him that I get one more hour left to sleep. Mm. Or thanking. Could him anything really shake
2: your life. belief in God? Or do you think that you will always be a believer? Could something yeah, happen no, to you that could shake your belief in God?
1: Nothing, because all the things that have already happened to me, but not just the bad. I know when I say that, oh, my God, you yeah. no, are you can't walk all this bad. You can't breathe and all this other stuff. But mm-hmm. let me look on the first 40 and let me look how good God has been to me and all the amazing things. Like, for example, meeting famous people. The only famous person that I never met that I wanted to meet was Eminem. Otherwise, every other famous person that I've ever met, I've come into and contact with. And you think that God is
2: interested in and in prioritizing you meeting famous people? That's on his well, I, I never priority list.
1: Wanted, I never even dreamt of like, my favorite actor yeah. in Sutherland. I never dreamt I would meet Kiefer. But when I met Kiefer, I also met Alicia Keys at the same time.
2: That's incredible. Yeah, I, I now, Lee too, Stanford. believe in God. Woo! And I also believe in John Costico, who gave forty nine ninety nine.
1: Woo! We're That's making that, that schmoney so today. Good. Boobie. Thank Go you, ahead. John Castigo. Man, you're killing it today, Anna, huh? I,
2: I, it's really the people. You know, I can, I can try to take credit for it, but I will not. Okay, I will not. Much well, like the intermittent if, fasting, if you, if you I just plant the seed. You guys do all the work.
1: If you weren't here and you weren't doing it, and, and I was even saying it in the chat yesterday, I was saying that I know Bubba could push it to 20 because he kept thinking he was at 18. But if you do the math from 12 p.m. to 7 a.m., that's 19.
2: So I was telling him it was nice. Yeah.
1: Instead of eating at seven, just eat at 8 a.m. Yeah, he was, hours.
2: Hours. yeah he was talking about doing that. Yeah, he was talking. Did you hear him when you said in chat that you fasted 24 hours? He said, "Quote, how does that even make sense? There's only 24 hours in a day." Did you catch yeah, that?
1: Uh, yeah.
2: I think that was a few it days ago, funny. but it was hilarious. And,
1: and 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 that was funny. But what made it funnier because I played it back for my PCA. Yeah. Is your laughter? When yeah. You were laughing on it. And then Dan threw in his little thing. Yeah. And even the day after, when we were when Dan brought up Fromunda cheese.
2: Bubba yeah, he was so mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've had some really, really, really funny things. That if you notice, Bubba's brought up twice over the past two days. My my box of cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about that, but I used to record every single Bubba show from the early 2000s. I believe it. Regular cassette tapes, and I would I would edit out the commercials, and I would just have everything in complete segments. I would make sure that I used one side of the tape so I didn't have a flip in between segments and everything. And I, and I uh, wrote down every single thing that was on that. And I had over 500 tapes. And when Bubba, after he got fired in 2004, came back in 2006, all the serious stuff and everything after that, and he wanted it. So I sent it in a giant box. And Dave Rice was the engineer at the time, and he said that he was going to put it all onto CD's. Mm. and then send me back my tapes but also send me all the cds and i'm still waiting but dave rice moved so the above actually brought him back up i haven't heard about him in years so that's what he's talking about when he talks about my tapes you knew about that right
2: i do now i do now thank you well thank you joe for calling in i appreciate it i I, i'm glad that even though we don't see eye to eye on some things that we we still have a, a mutual respect for one another
1: you know something, you just hadn't had enough adversity in your life yet. Once you reach the ultimate level of adversity, that's when you have nowhere to turn but God. My favorite two words: "But God."
2: Hmm. Like, what kind of adversity do I need? Do I need? Does there need to be another Holocaust or something? And no, in in no, the case where things end poorly, do you? What if? What if? What if things don't end well? Then you go, well, that's God's will. Is that? what they say say you get cancer and then you you know like i see a five-year-old girl with with leukemia and she dies that's god's will that's the will of a of a justified and benevolent god it seems a bit odd that he would have to put everyone through that much fucking pain for what reason i don't know and i don't think you know either
1: well, the only thing I can tell you from what I've been through with all the surgeries and in the hospital and all the stuff that yeah, I am on the other side of it now.
2: But I know you are not problems. everyone, and some people don't make it out alive. I mean, none of us make it out alive, but you understand what I'm saying.
1: I understand what you're saying, and I could have been dead more than one, you know, many times I could caught on one hand. Yeah. So, and I should have been the way I was living prior in 2017, and, and I should have been dead then, but I didn't. I just ended up not being able to walk, and that saved my life. So okay. I was just, I was actually just talking to somebody today about this. Where if it, if this, this situation I'm in may look unfortunate. Yeah. But it, it would have been way worse if it didn't happen this way. I wouldn't be home. You know what I mean? I'd be dead or I'd be in jail, but I wouldn't be And home. you don't
2: think and, that that and, could have been a happenstance or a coincidence or just good luck, good fortune, but you think it is no, the no, presence
1: of a. Luck. Lux for losers. I, huh. that's, that's what I believe in. And I will leave you with one last statement. And I just shared this with somebody. Yeah. And it was so brilliant. I thought it so much. Because a lot of people care a lot what people think about them. Sure. Like the people that say horrible things about us in the chat and whatnot. Yeah. So if you live by people's compliments, then you'll die by people's criticisms.
2: Hmm. Is is this from like a Philippines? Flim- philippians sixteen four or something no this, oh, isn't this in is in the just... bible but
1: philippians oh. 4 6 is really awesome but yeah. 4 13 is the one that kills Four thirteen is i can do all things through christ who gives me strength
2: bars yeah
1: that means all things out of that means anything i put my mind to if i want to get up and walk mm-hmm. out of this bed and i want to go become world champion and who wrote I the bible
2: again There's guys
1: the Bible is the word of God. John 1 says, in the beginning, the word oh. was God and the word was God. Yeah. The word was God is the key to that. Mm. Because the word is God. God is the word. That's why the Bible is so revered. Word. Awesome. Well, God bless.
2: God bless. I'm still saying that, though. I love that shit. I'll say that till the day I fucking take a lick. God bless, Joe. Awesome. Appreciate you. Hey, hey, bye. Bye. 81390, Bubba. Man, I, I kind of wish I believed in God. Things would be easier, don't you think? Um, just to have, like, a blanket answer for everything. I think it brings people so much comfort. Like, it's just, it is, like, I would not recommend being an atheist. Like, would not recommend. I give maybe one and a half stars on Yelp. Would not recommend because it does leave you with a bit of uncertainty, but kind of like circling back and kind of connecting everything, which, you know, whether it's jujitsu or getting in a fucking cold plunge or whatever, sitting with the uncomfortable and being comfortable with the uncomfortable is, is something that I really value more than I did ever before in my life. So sitting and wrestling with thoughts that might be uncomfortable about not knowing the origin of life per se, uh, or the origin of the universe, which seems to be there's a lot of debate and conjecture about that, and not knowing where you're going necessarily in terms of, you know, are you going to heaven? Are you going to hell? Are you going fucking nowhere? Which is what I, what I believe. You know, that can be um, uncomfortable for people to kind of understand and and swallow and it's it's one of those things where I feel very comfortable talking to the camera about it but if you come up to me and you start spewing god stuff like I even with Joe like I'm not going to argue with you like there's I'm not changing minds and hearts at all I know that kind of influenced my dad a little bit but that was more me pushing him to listen to Christopher Hitchens and Christopher Hitchens really did that for me but it, I'm not trying to change. Like, I don't care. I'm not on a crusade. I'm not like the Jehovah Witnesses or the Mormons. Wh- whoever is doing the um, the missions. Like, I'm not trying to spread the word, dude. Like, I think that people truly are oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes most people are. I mean, let's just take America, for example. Not a lot of extremism in terms of religion that ends anywhere really bad like even the Westboro Baptist Church like yeah they're not not a fan of gays and stuff but they're not lynching them like they'll come out with signs I can't even remember the last time like an evangelical crazy group was torching people's houses and slaughtering them like they say stuff that's not nice and but they kind of keep to themselves you know Now, there's another kind of group of people that will go unnamed, but it seems like they have more of an interest in, you know, activism, if you know what I mean, like the Charlie Hebdo kind of activism. So that's why it's important that you just stay away from all things, you know, Muhammad and the Quran. So those that's different. Um, where I'm like, maybe, and even like Islam in and of itself, a lot of people, they they do the religion, they're fine, they're not trying to, you know, blow anything up, whatever, that's fine, great, thank you so much. But with, with most Christians, say, in the States, like, it's pretty benign, unless you get fucked by your priest, which isn't benign at all, it's bad, that's super bad, but whatever, that's the... That, I'm not saying that—I'm not going to blame Jesus for that one, okay? That's, like, a fucked-up, institutionalized deal. But I think most Christians that believe in God, they just—they like the way that it makes them feel. And who the fuck am I to tell them not to do that? You know? um, I would talk to my mom and my grandma about it. Uh, My Bubby, who's no longer with us. But my Bubby, died at the age of 94, I remember asking her—it must have been within a year or two of her death. You know, Bubby, do you believe in God? No, because I'm like watching her eat bacon and she's like this old Jewish woman. She don't give a fuck. And uh, she's like, I don't know, Anna. I'm like, all right, but you do like she's really involved with her synagogue and she was involved with the Jewish veterans of America. Like she was doing all the Jew stuff. And I'm like, yo, bubs, bubby. And you'll hear me to call Bubba Bubby sometimes like it's just a slip, but it means grandmother in Yiddish. I go, Bubby, do you... Do you believe in God? She goes, I don't know, Anna. She's like, I like being Jewish. She's like, I, I like the way it makes me feel. I like the culture. I'm like, clearly not too much because you're having a fucking BLT right now, but whatever. You know, she, she just liked the way it made her feel. And so she would just kind of engage, like I was talking about before, sense of community, a sense of just kind of like peace with things. There is this kind of like this sensation that takes over you that I haven't felt in years, but did. I mean, some would say, like, oh, it's the rapture or whatever, but, like, you'd be in synagogue and you're saying these ancient prayers and you don't really know what the fuck you're saying. You memorized them, but there are a bunch of words you don't know. But, brochatarna, you just, they they start spewing it out, and amen, and it just all feels very, like, you're going deep into the, the traditions of your people. Like, it's, like, fucking deep shit. Um... And you feel that you really do. And I'm not going to say that it's it's not real because you're emotionally moved by that. You feel in touch with something. You feel like there's something greater than you. Like you you certainly feel those feelings. Now, I just don't believe that that's God. I mean, you could feel lots of things. Doesn't mean it's real. it Just means that there's some activity, brain activity. It means you're alive and you feel something that gives you chills or You know, but I mean, I get chills from watching, you know, a McDonald's commercial during the Olympics. I can make can make me cry like whatever. Anything can move you if you allow it to. So but life was easier. Not that I was I was always questioning shit. Don't don't get me wrong. Trust me. I was always like, I don't believe a goddamn thing. But there was this underlying sense that there is a God and I'm part of something that's bigger than me. And to walk away from that. I mean, honestly, it wasn't really hard because I really wasn't deep in the hole in terms of Judaism. Like, again, it was pretty reformed diet form of Judaism in my family. So but to to vehemently walk away from that religion, pretty much every other one was like it's kind of like a big step in a young person's life to be like, fuck God. So, you know, that that took a little bit of um, courage, I guess, to kind of fully walk away and not look back. Didn't get struck by lightning. I'm totally fine for the record. But, um, yeah, it it, it it that void, say, hasn't been replaced like it had. It's just you. I don't want to say like you become colder and like less compassion in that way, but it's just it's it's something that you go, OK, well, it's just not something I can I can really feel. And maybe you feel it. When you're in nature, you know, or you're at the beach and you're watching something beautiful or it's a stunning landscape and you're just like taken back by, you know, when we were in the Rockies and Denver and you're just like, wow, this is just impressive that this is created and I feel so small and I feel like I'm part of something bigger than just this little tiny insignificant being that is me. So in that way, I felt you can feel moved, but... It, that's hard to kind of recreate on a daily basis and on some level when i hear religious people talk i'm like envious of that to some degree like am and am not like i wish i could just believe but i feel like i took the red pill and i can't take the blue pill anymore
4: it's just gone
2: so it is what its one three nine zero 813-90-baba hello who's this
4: hey anna it's steve Oat in bc canada
2: Steve-O in BC, Canada, thank you so much for yeah. uh, calling in and, and listening. What can I, uh, what can I help oh, you with, today?
4: I've been I've been loyal bubble Bubba Army now for 20-some years, and uh, it's a real honor to talk to you.
2: Oh, my God, the honor, honor is all mine. To... <laughs> Truly, thank you for calling I just in. I wanted to
4: call and let you, just let you know that uh, for five weeks now, my wife and I have been doing intermittent fasting. Oh, yes. And it's It's amazing. The good just uh, she's she's uh, done a lot of looking into it and uh, it's she found it's helped with her menopausal sy- symptoms good and uh, I've uh, I found that I've lost weight and uh, I just wanted to thank you because you brought it to the forefront
2: awesome what what what's your fasting regimen look like now
4: Uh, well uh, we eat dinner at six at night and then I don't eat breakfast until nine thirty, okay the next morning awesome and lunch is usually one-ish in the afternoon uh we cut out all the unnecessary snacking oh that's
2: a big one man and that so is a really truly a big one
4: that 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 was the tough one yeah because you know, you're so get so habitual with having a you know like a bowl of chips or yes or, you know so we kind of substituted uh you know Healthy things like walnuts and uh, pistachios and, and the like. Yeah. Instead. Good. So good. I Excellent. Said, no, I just uh, you brought it. You brought it up, and we started looking into it. And we were on holidays. We figured, okay, here's a good opportunity. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. And.
2: Uh, and it's free. Yeah. That's so my favorite you. thing about it. You know, besides all the the yeah. success and everything, it's just it's free ninety nine. That's it. Yeah. It's
4: yeah. The best. Exactly.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much for calling will in, man. A, yep, go ahead.
4: You're very welcome. You have a nice weekend and uh, give my best of bliss.
2: I will. I will. Thank you so much for calling in, sir. What a sweet Canadian man. Uh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Talking about snacking really quick and boy, do I like snacks, but they really, truly are um, a killer of progress. If you can, even if you don't intermittent fast, if you could just have defined meals and not snack all goddamn day. Again, this is someone who was a habitual grazer for many, many years, and I don't know if I was just able to pull it off because my metabolism or whatever, but when I hit my 30s I and started working here and I was essentially snacking all day long, not really having truly defined meals, everything from just like a, a breakfast, a few whatever Yogurt and I would have like a wheat tortilla with peanut butter and a banana and whatever, and I was just having like snacks throughout the day all day fucking long really took its toll. So I'm glad that me doing crazy amounts of research on this bullshit is helping people that makes me happy and it truly does because obviously, I want to see you guys healthy. That's good, but more than that is just it's there's so much unnecessary suffering. That and and much like the flat earther, I'm like, fuck the FDA, fuck the government, fuck the FTC, like F everything that has to do with anybody telling you about how to get healthy because those people are compromised because they are bought and paid for. And once I became aware of that, like truly like and you would I know a lot of people are like, yeah, you can't trust the government. But then like. The Surgeon General comes on and they're like, oh, well, whatever he says, I mean, he's a doctor, you know, sort of thing. I still kind of had remnants of that as well, where I was like, oh, yeah, they lie. But, you know, it's a doctor. Like, why would the doctor be compromised? But once you really and COVID illuminated this for a lot of people. But once you truly understood and understand how the system works, that. People that like Big Pharma are using these figureheads, these doctors, because people like you and I believe experts because we didn't go to school. We don't know. That's why we pay doctors. We're like, listen, bitch, I didn't go to fucking medical school. You did. You got the info, and I trust your info because you're a doctor and you're here to help me, right? Wrong. Wrong again. Now, that's not to say you can't trust any doctor. But that's just to say that like when a doctor, any doctor, you know, even Dr. Dan, like I always do my due diligence where I do research on the back end, you know, and especially when you see someone who is on TV and they're telling you the same thing over and over and over again about how you need to get the parent or whatever you go, right. Who are you working with? Who are you doing research for? Why is it the case that this expert is saying one thing and another cardiologist, uh, virologist, whatever, epidemiologist is saying the exact opposite thing and you both are experts in your resident fields? How is that even possible when it comes to science, medicine and everything thereafter? You would think that it, now there would be a consensus with all the information that we know Here's the data, let's look at the data, and it should be interpreted the same way as this works, this doesn't work, or we don't know. In those three categories, something is A, something is B, or it's still up in the air, jury's still out on the matter. But when you have people who are both experts in the same field telling you the exact opposite thing, then you need to do the due diligence and and do research on the back end, always. Always, always, always. I don't give a fuck how much schooling they've had. There's maybe research they could have missed. Maybe they're, you know, set in their ways. And they've been doing it for the same way for the last 40 or 50 years. You don't know. And most importantly is who the fuck is are paying? Where are these people getting their money from? Okay. Where uh, this person that is on TV, are they being sponsored by Pfizer? Are they working for Pfizer? It's amazing if you just dig a little bit. It all seems to illuminate itself. Um, there was that woman that was like the the resident doctor on CBS News. She was always on there. Some some woman, brown woman, and um, she was always encouraging people to get the beer beer beer. And so I'm like, hmm, let me just look this up, pushing up, see who she's worked with. Boom, Pfizer. Like first thing, she's she works with Pfizer, does research for Pfizer. I'm like, of course, of course, she's saying the shit. And, of course, she is a doctor, so she does have the medical degree. She does have the papers. She is a bona fide doctor. She's articulate. She sounds like she knows what she's doing. And maybe to some degree she believes it, but it's like also that's her fucking job. You know, unfortunately, the news is kind of doubles as commercials. It's advertising for whatever the fuck you're trying to push, whatever narrative that is. And you just got to go, okay, well, what would motivate this person to say that? Is it because they're doing research all the time? Mm, probably not. Who paid this person off? And it's funny because, like, I'm not even mad about that. Like, I'm like, fair enough, dude. Bitch got to eat. I get it. Listen, I could probably be paid off to say a few things. I'm not. You can't hate the player. You can't even really hate the game because, like, that the game is to make money, to make profits. Like, we're all in that game. I don't think rich people are any more greedy than poor people. It's just they get shamed for having more. We all have a very similar brain. We all want safety and love and money and power and status. We all want those things to differing degrees, of course, and different priorities. And maybe it differs based on where you are in your life and your age and your sex and your not sex and your non-binary, whatever. It 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 differs, but at, th- at the end of the day, we all want. Hey, we all want Mike Thurman to give 1999. He did. Yeah. Woo! Thank you so much. We all want the same sorts of things. So I can't shame rich people for being rich and or being greedy because I'm greedy too. You know, no one is really turning down free money. Like everyone just likes to blame. The rich people as if they stole that money from other people like they fuck I mean some did don't get me wrong some some did some lied cheated did but I don't even get mad at like old money versus new money like self made versus you come from an affluent family like fucking whatever man I'm, I'm not going to be any more mad at the trust fund kid. Or the self-made entrepreneur, the Gary Vee. I'm not going to be mad. It's just life isn't fair and get over it, I guess. So I don't I, I don't blame other people for my problems. But also I. I feel like I've been so much more self-reliant in terms of just like what I know or what I think I know or the opinions that I have about certain things. It's like, okay, yeah, I know you're a physicist and we're talking about physics. And yeah, I know you're a doctor and we're talking about medical shit. But, like, let me try to get a bearing and see what's actually out there. Because when you go to a doctor, I mean, you're getting an opinion, essentially. And that's why you'll hear people say, well, I want to get a second opinion. It's like, okay, you'll get a second opinion when it comes to other things. But when it comes to maybe the bam, 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 you're like, oh, well, my doctor knows. It's like, no, that's an opinion. Go get another opinion. Um, So I like to collect opinions, essentially, from resident experts and kind of just make my own decision that way. And, And at the end of the day, that may not even be the right decision. But at least it was my decision, if that makes sense. If that makes any sense at all. All right, that's enough rambling for today. You might get a surprise broadcast from the Bubba the Love Sponge himself later um i'm not sure if that's gonna happen he may get cut up he might get caught up in some ambient or something who knows a greater may arise in front of him that he needs to get on but he may come back and try to make some schmoney and give you some extra content because he's not gonna be here next friday i'll be hosting the show and i'll be doing this show so you're gonna hear a lot of me i'm sure that makes most of you very upset and i don't blame you But that is all for today and for this week. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, tuning in, and and all those that contributed. I don't want to miss anybody. Mike Thurman, John Costica, Brian from Philly. I need to go through this list. I feel that. Henry. We got it all. Tease from last week. John Costica, Brian from Philly. I think I said most of these. More Brian from Philly. Uh, Henry Giamarco. Mike Thurman, Kevin O'Keefe, Rob Wagner, Neil Mount Mountplagier, Brian from Philly. I think I got everybody. All right. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you on Monday. God bless.